Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Thursday morning. So the Kansas City Chiefs will face off the Tennessee Titans Sunday night football at Arrowhead Stadium. They've got uh, possibly a new receiver on the field. I think he might be catching some punt returns on Sunday night. What do you think? Well, I don't. I think the Chiefs will be very skeptical about uh, putting Sky Moore back there anymore until mm-hmm. he gets his game plan in shape. Uh, yeah, I think I think these guys might play. Uh, Trent McDuffie is due back as, as a cornerback, and he's he's really a key. Fantastic he's a top news. Top choice and a really good player. University of Washington product. The other guy, the receiver you're talking about, is Kadarius Tony. And this one, I'll tell you, Mike, in all honesty, it kind of puzzles me just a little bit. Chiefs have him, and he's, I remember him in Florida. He was a really top-notch, one of the one of the country's best wide receivers. Almost along the lines of Tyreek Hill, uh, maybe maybe a smidgen slower, but not, not very much. And very active and a good receiver, built, built like uh, Tyreek. He's a New York Giants number one draft choice in 2021. Has had hamstring problems. That's not uncommon in pro football or nor athletics as far as that's concerned. But why the Giants chose to let him go at mi- virtual midseason, maybe not literally the case this year, that puzzles me. I'm, I'm very skeptical about why they did that. Is there a problem of some sort? Well, evidently the Chiefs saw some value in Kadarius Tony, and there is plenty of physical value. Just a kid. So they'll give him a try. He may see some action, but McDuffie and Tony should be back in there. The Chiefs are a very strong favorite over Tennessee. Yeah, if you look at the numbers, at least right now at home, it should be a pretty relaxing night. But you know what? Any given Sunday, my guys, so don't just get too <laughs> relaxed just yet. So, Bill Self, suspended. Your thoughts on that, sir? Well, this is interesting, too, because this investigation by the FBI has been going on, not just with Kansas, but with a bunch of other schools, uh, over illegal payments from shoe companies, specifically one in the case of Kansas Adidas. Did they make illegal payments to the school? And the FBI seems to think they did, and the university seems to think that they did, and that the basketball program at Kansas may have colluded with them in one respect. Anyway, Bill Self has been suspended for the first four games of the season. The suspension is the university's decision, not the NCAA. They haven't issued any ruling along this line. I'm not, I'm not sure they're ever going to issue any more rulings as, as much of a bludgeoning as they have taken over the past several years. But a four-game suspension, uh, along with his assistant coach, a fellow by the name of Curtis Townsend, it's four games at the start of the year, and in all honesty, Mike, except for the game with Duke, uh, this, these are throwaway ball games. But the fact is that the university is doing this as a precautionary measure. They've already fired a couple of coaches several years ago who were apparently involved in these illegal payments, but it's done as a precautionary measure in case the NCAA does issue a penalty. They say, hey, hey, look, we've already fired these guys and already suspended some of them and so forth, so be lenient. That's what they're doing. It's a, a preventative circumstance by KU. But Self will sit out the first four games of the season, and that really is nothing more than a slap on the wrist. Yeah, it's not a whole lot of uh, punishment considering how many games they do play, and he'll just, here's the game plan, and I'll just go enjoy a little week off. Uh, <laughs> all right. Someone who's not getting the week off, Lady Bears, opened up their season with an exhibition game last night. How'd they look? Played Missouri S&T and defeated the Lady Miners 58-44. to 
Missouri S&T is a pretty good uh, female basketball team. And so is their men's team as far as that's concerned. They play in the Great Lakes Valley Conference with Drury and Southwest Baptist and several, well, schools. It's divided. It's a, an east-west division. Anyway, the, the Lady Miners came down here and gave the Lady Bears a pretty good fight. But in the end, Isabel Delarue had 13 points, three Lady Bears in double figures. And the Lady Bears get the win, 58-44. Now they get set for their season opener which is Monday night, this coming Monday night. And of all teams, who do the Lady Bears get as their season opener, which happens to be at home? (laughs) How about Mizzou? That's a heck of a way to open the season against the Southeastern Conference team, Missouri, coming down here for the second year in a row now. And Missouri has a couple of area players, uh, female players who are very, very good. Young lady from West Plains, Ashton Judd, and the young lady from Allen Stratford who has been with them now for several years. These are, these are fine players, and it'll be a very good little matchup for the Lady Bears. An awfully tough way to start your season. So you all bore witness yesterday. I told Ned, you better do exactly what you did in Game 3. You better sit at home, not leave. Watch the game from the exact same spot, doing exactly what you did, or your team (laughs) is going to get punished. So when he was doing the right thing, his team hit home runs like they were just giving away free candy. But then last night, for the second time in history, because Ned didn't do what he did the night before, a no-hitter in the World Series. 67 years ago, Don Larson of the New York Yankees threw a no-hitter against the Brooklyn Dodgers, and that no-hitter was repeated last night, not just by one pitcher, but by four. The Houston Astros used a combination of four pitchers, but Christian Javier was the key in that. He's the one who started, and he was absolutely outstanding. Philadelphia... Philadelphia's an interesting team. They, it's a rhythmic team, and once they get out of their rhythm, and they certainly were last night, they're not all that good. Uh, and they could have used some of those hits and some of those home runs last night, but they didn't have them, and certainly Javier was not tipping his pitches as Mr. McCullers apparently did the night before. Anyway, 5 to nothing, the Astros win on the first no-hitter in 67 years in World Series history, only the second ever and only the third ever in postseason play. There was one back in 2010, uh, thrown by Roy Halladay of the Philadelphia Phillies against Cincinnati. That was a playoff game, but not a World Series game. So Don Larson's record is now joined by four Houston Astros pitchers, and that was really a good performance. I love the media now. Now the media is quickly jumping over onto the Astros side. Oh, they're better. They're going to they're win. And, and rightfully so. Houston's a good baseball team. I said right from the start that they're probably physically better than Philadelphia. They have a better pitching staff, and really that's what's going to win. Having said that, though, tonight's Game 5 is huge. The winner of this one will be in command. The loser will have to win two straight. Those games go back to Houston on the Saturday and, if necessary, on Sunday. So, really, the pendulum has, in a sense, swung to the Astros' side, but hey, we'll wait and see. <laughs> you hit the ball, you pitch the ball, and you score your runs, and that's how games are won. And... What are you going to be doing tonight, Ned? Going back to my old routine. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, guess what, guys? If this is a true scientific test, and like I said, it's not crazy if it works, and we will talk about what happened in the game tomorrow. I'm very curious to see what your effect on it will be. 
Basketball Bears play a preseason game Saturday night. Who is the opponent, sir? Kansas Newman, which is a Division II team from Wichita and a team making its first ever appearance in the MIAA Conference. MIAA is mostly Missouri teams, not all, but mostly Missouri teams. Uh, Northwest Missouri, Central Missouri, Lincoln, Missouri Southern, they're all in the MIAA. Well, now Kansas Newman joins that conference, and it is a very good D2 conference. That's who the Bears will play. Kansas Newman played last night. They played their cross-city rival, and as a matter of fact, they're only a few blocks away from each other, Wichita State. Now, Wichita State's D1, folks, as everybody knows, former conference member with the Bears. Wichita State beat Kansas Newman 83-52. to So, you're going to see an interesting comparison of scores here. What will the Bears do against this Kansas Newman team on Saturday night at the Great Southern Bank Arena? So very interesting, that game for the Bears will start at 7 o'clock. And again, a reminder, all Lady Bears midweek games this year will start at 6. It's a 6 o'clock starting time. It was last night, and it will be for the the rest of the season. The game Monday night when the Lady Bears open their season against Mizzou will start at 6 o'clock. And I'm sure you're happy about that because that means you get home and get to bed That's a little bit early. That's why it's done because old people need They're to get like, their sleep. They're like, hey, <laughs> hey, Ned's like, uh, hey, 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 guys, uh, look. Is don't it, don't is disturb your nothing. <laughs> I need to roll this back a little bit. Uh, all right. So what's also crazy about the uh, series is that, of course, the uh, Phillies are taking on the Astros in Philadelphia, but the green and white are down in Houston to take on the Texans tonight. It is the city of Philadelphia against the city of Houston on both athletic arenas. Crazy. Yeah, the uh, Major League Baseball did not want this to happen, but it will because of that rainout. So the game has been pushed back, the World Series game. And Game 5 is tonight, and it's the Phillies and the Astros. What just so happens, excuse me, that the National Football League teams are the Philadelphia Eagles and the Houston Texans tonight down in Houston. Suppose that had been a home game for Philadelphia. What would they have done? The stadiums are right next to each other. Yeah, it would have been crazy. Oh, my goodness sake. I think one of them would have change their game. You think that, or maybe location, but you get that screws your schedule. I don't know. Maybe they just would have let it happen. I mean, can you, but I guarantee you most of the people that would have bought tickets to that football game would have been people that wanted to go into the series. You know what I mean? And have the TV on to to the opposite game in each stadium. Well, You'd be, have to be clever. You'll get a, a view of that tonight because yeah. if something happens, uh, maybe a ball one or ball two and the fans are suddenly cheering, you know they're watching well, the football game well, on their iPhone. Well, on or... that end, if you do, well, you can't go to the bar because you got to go home and do we're doing a scientific study here but i will be at coyote sports bar on south glenstone tonight for the thursday night game and the series while both going on at the same time you mean you have a tv multiple every other tv it'll be thursday night football series thursday night football series into that entire place to see how many watch one and then how many watch the other both at the same time just like march madness man it's possible with one eye on one and one eye on the other kind of got to cross them a little bit i'm surprised i'm surprised you haven't figured that out yet (laughs) you have a great day sir i'll see you tomorrow tomorrow.